Hey, y'all. Welcome back. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I'm the founder of Kingdom Creative Council. That's a licensed mental health agency located in downtown Greensboro. <clears throat> um, I'm also a therapist, 16 plus years of experience, uh, author, I've written close to 60 books. And of course, I have all the other things I do, training courses and whatnots. And it's meant to bring about, give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. Now, <clears throat> We're going to do signs that you should date this person. Fun fact about this, this is the second time I filmed this. <laughs> I'm on my lunch break and I'm on call. So I may have to part two this, but we're going to make it happen, Captain, okay? All right. Signs you should date this person. Now, this is a follow-up from the one that <clears throat> I did, signs you should not date this person. And I went all the way in and I loved it. But now I want to talk to you because we can't do like shouldn't without shoulds. You know what I mean? And so... I think it's really important because as a therapist, <clears throat> we deal with problems. And that's why a lot of times we tend to be problem focused, but we also tend to be solution focused. So I like to I'm gonna give you a problem and I give you some solutions, okay? All right, Holy Spirit, we thank you for today in the name of the Lord. So first uh, thing that I wanted to just share with you, just something that my pastor, my not my current pastor, my pastor, my bishop in Maryland, those who know I've been, I've been in North Carolina many, many years. And... um. <clears throat> But for that, I'm from Maryland, and I was a member of the church called Evangel Cathedral, located in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, where the apostle is Apostle Don Mears, or Bishop Don Mears. And one day, almost 20 years ago, so this is a long time ago, but it completely changed the trajectory of my entire life as it relates to dating. He said, uh, uh, impromptu, that all singles, I got to meet with you at the church. Okay, now y'all know anything about me. I don't be attending these singles conferences and teachings and all because most of it's trash. It, it really is. It really is. They teach us all kinds of crazy things. You know, as women and men, you got to find somebody that's broken so you can help heal them and all kinds. Mm -mm. Honey, that don't work. Let me tell you, as a therapist, that don't work. That's why That's why some of y'all call therapists because you got God and got broken, so don't do that. But he said, listen, God is never going to send you somebody who does not know their purpose. He said, the only reason why God is going to send you anybody is based upon his purpose for your life. And he said, don't date anyone who doesn't know their purpose. He said, if God wants to elevate your life, he'll send you a person. If the enemy wants to distract your life, he will send you a person. You got to ask yourself, what I always say, who sent you? And, I, and one thing I've learned in my, in my life as a, as, a, as a woman, as a virtuous woman, is that you can even meet people that are good people. You can meet people that, understand their purpose or fulfilling their purpose or operating their purpose. It does not mean you're supposed to do the thing called life together and fulfill purpose together. So the first thing I'll do is, is and this is the number one, everything else, nothing else, thing else matters unless you don't do this one thing. Nothing else is going to be in order of importance. This particular one will be. And it simply says this. Why well, I say this? You have to get clearance from the Holy Spirit. Scripture says in all that ways, acknowledge him and allow him to direct that path. You don't wait till your heart is involved. You get clearance from the Holy Spirit. You know that the Holy Spirit is there when you get clearance. One, the, the sign that someone uh, is a carrier of the Holy Spirit and it reflects back to you what the hope, what the nature of the Holy Spirit. So some things you can, you don't even need discernment or you just got to look at their fruit. So the Holy Spirit gives us love, joy, peace, forbearance, suffering, uh, uh, long suffering, excuse me, kindness. Now, long suffering don't mean I'm with you and I gotta suffer long. It just means <laughs> it just means you're consistent and loyal, you know. Because some people are blessing and some people are just lessons. You understand what I'm saying? So you want a blessing, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. So when you meet someone 
and your heart is, is not involved. Remember, people confuse excitement with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not there to help you to jump and shout. They're, you understand? And so just because you're excited and you finally happy you met somebody does not mean that that's your person. Do they reflect the nature of the Holy Spirit? And do you feel the peace of God out without it, uh, with, uh, you know, about the situation? And if you really listen, there are always red flags. I'm trying not to go into the problem situations, but there are always red flags and it's always a fruit. And most times you inspect someone's fruit, how they treat other people. I said this in my last live. I'm, I'm going to try not to repeat myself. Uh, uh, you know, you can tell when someone's faking the funk. And I, one thing I learned as someone, I'm not a super multimillionaire and things like that yet, but the more people start seeing you as someone of importance, they will fake it. And they will pretend to be everything. Okay, let me not, because check out the other one, because I'm going off in tangents here. So acknowledge God in all your ways. Even if you're observing someone from a distance, you start liking that person. Don't start saying, I'm in love with you. I ain't never met you. <laughs> but but say, okay, this what do you think, Holy Spirit? Because you don't need to, listen, I had time where uh, 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 guys don't even get past a phone call. Like, true story. And I'm not even like that deep. And the Holy Spirit said, nope, don't do it. Don't go there. Don't go there, Samaria. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. So do you have clearance from the Holy Spirit? All right. Next point is God is going to send you, brothers and someone who's comparable or compatible to. It does not mean the same. So a lot of Christians get off into we have to be the same personality or have we have to have the same purpose or the same calling. That that calling, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the same. A lot of people, this is what people do. Oh, I'm a pastor, so I got to date a pastor. I'm a prophet, so I got to date a prophet. I'm an entrepreneur, so my husband has to be an entrepreneur. And that's not necessary. Or my wife has to be, you know, the same. God is going to send you someone who's comparable to not the same. And you get putting people in the position that they don't belong because they don't have any skill set for where you are. You understand what I'm saying? Look at your purpose and how does that person align with your already preordained purpose? Okay. So it could be like maybe you're an entrepreneur and that person is going to help you fulfill the purpose, but that person is, is, has a mindset that, that is com that is fitting of an entrepreneur, even if they're not necessarily an entrepreneur themselves. So it could be they were raised around entrepreneurs and they work a regular eight to five, but they understand your mentality. So they will consume your time be all too much. You understand what I'm saying? Um, it could be like maybe you're in the healing purpose, but you know one person is a counselor, the other person is a healing minister, in that sense. So you have to really uh, uh, look for someone that is not the same, okay, but compatible or comparable. And this is what if you look at uh, Genesis, uh, when God uh, said to Adam that it's not good for man to be alone, He said, "I'm a helpmate." Look up what the definition of helpmate is: is someone compatible? or comparable to we're equal but we're not necessarily we're equal in 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 our in our unique value one is not better than the other but we're not necessarily the same okay uh uh we fit though all right so i did a teaching called high value versus high maintenance there is a difference now high maintenance person is under the delusion that they are high value that's why they require so much but a high value person is not all consuming uh, and I'll let y'all, uh, again, look at that teaching as well. Uh, but they are uniquely healed and whole, fulfilling their purpose in their own way. And they only contribute to your life. They're not sending you problems. They're a problem solver because they are uniquely made and they 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 have a sense of themselves. Okay. Uh, another person, it doesn't need you, but wants you. Now, again, we all need relationships. So when I say need from this aspect, I'm talking about a needy person. 
They need you to pay them bills, their, uh, their bills. They're, they're, they're draining to you. They're all consuming. They're consuming your time. That's a needy person. But a, a high value person, I, I, I need, uh, I'm not a needy person, but I would like you to have you. I would like to have you in my life. You understand what I'm saying? And I said in the last teaching, you don't want to date someone who uh, who's there for you, for your resources or what you, what they can, or some people don't like you. They like the idea of what you can provide for them. You for, provide for them influence. You provide for them money. You provide for them a place to stay. Now I had whole grown brothers, 40 some years old, child, I need a place to stay. So I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about men and women. Okay. There'll be women who will connect with these guys again, because you're your influence. They need a place to stay. They need the brothers paying bills. So they got Tom paying a cell phone bill. They got John paying a mortgage a, a bill. You got uh, Timmy paying uh, the, for flights and vacations. Women like that. And, and even women in church. Because we call them leeches and groupies. Okay. So not someone who needs you, but wants you there and is there for the right reasons. Okay. And again, the Holy Spirit does what? Reveal all these things. You want someone that's successful in their own way. I want to talk to you about that towards the end. They're successful in their own way. So they're, they're not competing with you. They're challenging you to get better, but they don't see you as their competition. All right. You want to connect with someone who loves God just as much as, as you do, if not more. I was listening to an old teaching about three or four years ago by uh, excuse me, Apostle uh, Matthew Stevenson. And he was saying, I, I I don't think you, how can you have a relationship with somebody who doesn't have a relationship with God? I, I question whether or not you have a relationship with God. If you date somebody who don't have a relationship with God. And I, I, I would agree with that. How can you entertain someone who does not have a relationship with God? Because remember, relationships are, are hard enough as it is. If you, are, again, are, are going towards some level of success, you need someone who can pray because there's a demonic attack against marriages. And we're dating with the intention of marrying, Okay. Uh, so, so yeah. So how can you date someone who doesn't, who doesn't have a prayer life? And let's be clear. Someone who goes to church does not mean relationship with God. And you got these other brothers out here. They date straight women who, who we looking like, well, when did she get saved? We don't even know. You have a reputation. I mean, these women have reputations of being like, you know, anyway. So if you read the scriptures very carefully, God gave, uh, uh this, this message to the people of Israel way back in Deuteronomy as a part of their law. He said, when you get to the promised land, he said, don't marry or intermarry these foreign women because they're going to turn your hearts away from God. And so you should never find yourself entertaining a, a man or a woman that, that doesn't have a relationship. God, you have the missionary date. And again, just because someone is in church does not mean they have a relationship with God. Some people understand the culture of the kingdom, but they don't understand God. They don't talk to God. You understand? You need a woman or a man that knows how to pray for each other. They knew how to pray spiritual prayers. They know how to get a prayer through to God. They hear from God for themselves. You know, because you just need it. And the Bible says, be not unequally yoked. You can have someone who's made their confession of faith and they identify as a Christian, but you're still unequally yoked. They don't see things the way that you see. They don't have the same level of faith that you have there. And, and, and they don't, they don't go after things or go after God or go after the purpose to the extent that you do. And so what happens is that people are going to end up being dead weight. There's some people that are complacent with just living their life eight to five and doing and being either and that's just what they do and there's nothing wrong with that but you need someone that you're equally yoked with other things that you need someone that's healed listen we all have uh things that happened to us in our past we've all been betrayed we've all been walked on we've probably been lied to we've been lied on we've had our names <laughs> thrown out to the you know to the wall we we've gone through life that is part of life 
but someone that and you know in conversation they're stuck in the past that is deep seated deep rooted for unforgiveness and resentment you don't want to do relationship with somebody like that now relationships in general even healthy ones naturally are a mirror so there's something that may be in you that you don't even know and you meet someone and that mirror and they, that person holds you accountable or they say hey did you know this or you get defensive in this area and that is okay but remember a healed person can receive corrective experiences and even uh, a corrective person because relationships are teachers you learn more about yourself by being in relationship with someone who cares about you, who can point out things in you that need to change. But you cannot deal, you cannot start these relations based on the premise of brokenness. And that's another lie they tell us as with Christian women. Oh, you need to find a man that's broken so you can fix him. Well, that doesn't work. I'm a therapist. I've had 16 plus years of experience. That's not a flex. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And it is a bold face lie. And if someone tells you that stupidness from any place, get up and walk out. Or maybe not that. That's kind of disrespectful. But don't believe that. That's a bunch of foolery. Now I've seen people who claim to have great titles and, and understand the word of God. And they take that scripture in Genesis. When, when God sent, uh, 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 Adam, a wife, a helpmate, there was no indication there was emotional brokenness in him in any way. He was not broken in any way. He sent at uh, Eve not for a deficit. Remember, sin hadn't even entered the world yet until Eve, you know, did what she did. Okay? And then Adam followed. So you cannot take that scripture out of context to say, well, you got to find someone. And that's why a lot of y'all get got. Y'all gets got. Because you find someone, they broke it as a day is long, and you say, you know what, I'm going to fix it. And then we have this codependency. And then you are a fixer or a rescuer or a caretaker. And you think this is God's will. I'm a mission, I'm missionary dating you into God. You know, no. Honey, let me tell you, you got God a couple times. Maybe once or twice. You got got by the wrong person one good time. And you will know that ain't, no, ain't ever, never, ever, ever, ever am I going to try that foolishness again. But guess what? They, guess what they first told you that, though? Guess what they first told you that? In church. Mm-hmm. In church. They talked to me right or die in church. Sure did. You got to date someone. That's... Who? Listen, I'm a therapist, y'all. And I had another therapist tell me, she said, Samaria, you see more clients in two days than I see in an entire week. That's how many clients I see. Now, today is kind of a slow day, like I said, because I'm on call, but she she literally told me that. And I promise you, I promise you, you are not, listen, just don't do it. Some people, like I said in the last one, don't need a spouse, brothers. They don't need a, they don't need a husband. Uh, 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 uh. They don't need to be nobody's husband, ladies. They need a therapist. And therapists set healthy boundaries. We don't even fix people. The premise by which therapy happens is someone has identified they even need help. And we don't do it for them. And I was telling my, one of my clients the other day, and I was saying this, like, and I'm going to tell you what I said, not what she said, okay? I said this. Um, I said, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to help people. This is what I, they taught me. Intro to social work one-on-one, Dr. Gary, back in the, I don't know, early, early, long time ago. She said, we're helping people so they can become self-sufficient. We're not helping so someone so they can become dependent. And there's a right way and there's a wrong way to help people. And the wrong way to help people is to think that this person is emotionally broken. 
I know I'm getting off into other tangents because you know what I'm saying it's supposed to be getting emotionally broken, and I'm supposed to help you. Now I put myself myself in the place of your God, and then you and get get brought uh, got and broken because broken people will break you. If you do relationships like partner relationships with someone who has no capacity, you should you gotta you gotta discern someone's capacity for you. Do they have capacity for where you're going, not where you are right now, where you're going, your vision? Do they have capacity for you? Do they have capacity? But listen, if you if you deal broken, they're gonna they're gonna break you, honey. You'll you'll be you'll be sitting somewhere in a fetal position calling on Jesus, your mama, uh, Matthew, Luke, and John, all the angels in the 420, uh, whoever. You will be calling someone. Broken people will break you. And you think, no, I'm strong. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. All right? So again, that leads me to another point. I don't hear capacity. The capacity is the emotional weight, the, the mental, emotional weight that it, that it costs to be in your presence. Those of you who have great calls of God on your life, you cannot entertain someone who doesn't have capacity. So you have to discern. And remember, you cannot discern it by someone's talking because as I said before, the more successful you become, the more people will hype themselves up because they have glamorized what it's like to be in your presence. All right. Next one, we want to be virtuous. A virtuous person is someone who uses discretion on how they, what they will say, who they associate with and how they will dress. So brothers, if you got a woman and you say, now, let me just say this. You, you got to be a virtuous man. You can't be, you know, all day in the streets talking about, I want I want a good woman. I want a Christian woman. Cause women like us who really got who about that life, who really are virtuous. We not clocking for dudes like you. If you, if that's who you are, we want our equal to our compatible too. Okay. So you got to be what you want, but, uh, but, uh, you gotta be so, uh, so just give a tip for the brothers, right? If you deal with the woman, and you say she's a virtual when she's a woman of God, but she can't dress. She's showing you her 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 behind and her clothes are too tight. And, and you can see the, the crest of her breasts. Okay, we all, hopefully you've grown listening to this one. You understand what I'm saying? That's not a virtuous woman. Because I don't care. And I don't, now y'all gonna be offended. Don't leave no comments. I'm not, I'm not full of foolery. I'm just telling you what it is. You cannot find yourself in a, you, you can't, we communicate how we dress. We do. So if your clothes are too tight and all this here is showing, and you know, you advertise you're good. Some things are just are just you supposed to be reserved for you and your, your spouse. We don't need to know uh the crest of your 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 thighs. You understand what I'm saying? Or your boobs and things. We don't need to see that. And so a virtuous woman is has discretion. She may like like me, I love to dress like now. Today I'm dressed down because I'm chill. But I love to dress like to put myself together. But the Holy Ghost, I, I can't wear stuff that's tight. Okay, and the virtuous, believe it or not, you know, again, if a person has a relationship with God, they know that you can have someone change their dress and and their, and how they dress or how they present themselves and still be not have a relationship with God. Now, same way with you, brothers, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have some discretion about, you know, you can't be that, you know, male. Can I say ho? And is, is that a bad word? Well, I'm going to say ho. Excuse me if I, you know, if that's offensive to you. You can't be a man ho. <laughs> and then expect a virtuous woman to want you I had a client some years ago and I'll tell you what she said you don't know who she is so I'm protecting her hip her uh, confidentiality she said this she said a woman's body it's not like a doorknob everybody gets their turn 
So a guy, same way. See, a man's heart and his and, and, and what he has to offer is not like a doorknob. Everybody gets their turn. Use some discretion, okay? Another thing about healthy relationships, you see yourself in them. And that means, again, you're not going to be the exact same person, similar drives, similar values, similar purpose. And remember, you're using the Holy Spirit because remember, I told y'all many times before, a narcissist will mirror, will monitor you with the intention of mirroring back to you when you do that interview stage of the dating and to only deceive you. Or someone who's observing you, they're seeing qualities of themselves in you. They're seeing it. That's why you have to have the Holy Spirit. Are they a hard worker? You understand? Do they love God? You should have some equal spiritual gifts that are at least somewhat similar. Okay? Uh, do they have discernment? You you start seeing things and you think, oh, I can relate to that. Some of the things we generally do, we're not going to be the exact same, but we like some of the same things. If you like baseball, I don't, I don't like baseball, but I'm just saying we both like baseball. So because well, at the end of the day, relationships are also friendships. We should have similar things that we like to do together. Other than going out to eat, everybody likes to go out to eat. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody likes to shop, you know. Uh, but but similar things like and I don't say what I like to do, but there's some things I just generally love to do. Okay, this is your iron sharpens iron, and this again, you may not. Always, this is someone that based upon what they've already accomplished, because we are food inspector at this point. There's something in them that inspires you to be greater. There's something and vice versa. So if I'm meeting someone, there's something in them that I'm so, and I don't want to be like anybody else. I'm not trying to be you. Cause remember I said, jealous people, they get in your space, not because they want to be inspired by you because they want to be you. I'm not talking about that form of jealousy. I mean that you've accomplished things. You're driven and you're, you're motivated by purpose because we're connected based upon purpose and it inspires me to be a better person. When iron sharpens iron, you become interdependent, not codependent, codependent. You lose yourself. For the sake of this relationship, when you're interdependent, you meet someone and it's like that spiritual baby in you leaps. Remember Mary and Elizabeth. So what you are carrying and what they are carrying, when you meet together, it's like this, it's it's like a explosion almost because iron is sharpening iron. You met your person and now you want to pursue more because you have someone that's going to pursue it with you. Okay. Someone that's God confidence, not the same as pride. Okay. Pride, me, 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 me. A, a God-confident person has humbleness, but they are confident because they found themselves in the love of the Father. Okay, equally yoked. I talked about that already. Remember, relations are not 50-50. They're not. They're 100-100. There are two people who given to the other 100-100. Other you cannot be in relations that someone would think, what you going to do for me? How can you do this for me? Did it? I mean, you want to connect with givers. Now, the sad thing is, this is my experience, personally, professionally, and the clients that I see, Oftentimes, people that are givers, they end, up, they end up attracting takers because takers are looking for somebody to take care of them, feed, clothes, and shelter. And, and you know what I'm saying? They're looking. This is, why, this is why people go to therapy. But you two givers that get together and they want to give to each other, they're giving from the purest of motives. They're not entitled. So are you a giver? You'll see. If you're a giver, you'll see being a giver in someone else. Uh, someone's not presumptuous. They always give you all kinds of advice based upon what they have never experienced. You should have some experience, particularly when you get a certain, I'm not talking when you, maybe you early 20s or something like that, but there's going to be some level of expertise and experience that qualifies you to give advice. And some of y'all take advice from people who are not qualified to give you advice. This is a presumptuous generation. They think because I, I've, I've, I've contacted Google and they think because I, I have a social media following or what have you, that qualifies them to give advice. 
and does not. What is your experience? I am teaching you from my experience. I'm also teaching you from, and I'm not bragging like I'm better than anybody, but I am, I, I counsel people out of these levels of hurt. So I'm giving you expertise based upon what I already have experienced and studied and developed. So as someone can say, well, I have a purpose. So let's say you call to be a pastor, right? You, if you have not actually walked in that, right? How can you give someone advice on how to be a pastor? I don't know how to be a neurosurgeon. So I can teach you how to, uh, I don't know, build your practice a little bit. Yeah, I can't teach you like the coding that you have to use. I, I can teach you how to go file for some for paperwork, but I can't teach you the ins and outs because I'm not a neurosurgeon. And so you want to be careful. What is this person experience that qualifies them to be in your life? And you do have to qualify people. That sounds like it's real bougie. It is really not. What qualifies you? Why are you here? And I know we're not supposed to say this, but men don't say this, but but women have to ask, how, how do I fit? How does this person fit in my life? Men have to ask this as well. How What's your love language? You know, if you're dealing with someone who's, who's very needy because consuming your time, we can't hang out. I, I You know what I'm saying? What's your love language? All right. Uh, how does this person communicate? And the different types of communication. One is passive. A passive person does not communicate about anything because they're afraid of confrontation all communication is not confrontational okay uh then there's an aggressive person aggressive person they're going to fight anyone but they are you argument they argue uh, they have argument the spirit they have a uh, they have anger issues anger management issues uh they haven't uh, appropriately learned how to handle their emotions that's an aggressive person you got a passive aggressive person they won't say anything but you'll know they have a problem with you by their actions you want someone that's assertive, that communicates, but in a respectful and kind way. And I always say sometimes it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. And, and the time, listen, as we get grown and we get old, there's some things you're not going to put up with from anybody. There are certain things, listen, Samaria, when she's a teenager, put up with a whole bunch of foolishness. Samaria, when she was 20, there's certain things I put up with. But I, honey, something happened. I, I'm in my 40s now, but late 30s, it just clicked. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not putting up with none of this. And so you don't want to, you want to try to deal with someone. How do you, how do they handle being angry? Me, I'm not, we're not going back and forth with anybody. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to get up. Oh, sound like you're upset. And I promise you, I've done this. People go, hey, even, I, ain't gonna, I don't have a whole lot of clients who want to argue. But every now and again, I have someone to pop off. And I say, sounds like you're upset. And I will walk away. Or I said, well, I will call you back. I'll be I, going back and forth. And if we get to the point where we're, we're so heated, which you should never get there. Uh, but if you do, we have, let's set a, a boundary. Well, okay, you we won't walk away and come back in an hour when we can have a civil conversation. But we're not, ain't nobody arguing about, no, no, about, uh-uh. But again, if your emotions are in, in check, you won't make assumptions. You're on the same team. I tell this to my clients all the time, y'all are on the same team, but it's like you're fighting each other. What you, you're on the same team. So you should be able to communicate in a calm if there's issues and a but a way, you know, if someone comes out of pocket, sometimes people do things that uh, may, may be perceived as wrong, but their intentions were good. There's always a way to say things. And you, we just sometimes, like I said, when you get grown and you all the way mature, it's just certain things. I just, you know, it's just too much, which is why it goes back to what I said about the Holy Spirit. You just, you got to have peace. You know, I said that in our first teaching about this, um, I had a, a someone I know, he said, the older I get, the more I value peace, you know, 
and you should have peace in your home. And so you can't have peace in your dating with somebody. You're definitely not going to have peace in your home. If they're not a peace, you can't have peace with someone who's just not peaceable. You just can't do it. Let them jokers go and find them a therapist. Okay? All right. You want to be with someone who's willing to learn new things. I said this before that there are two types of women. There are also two types of men. Uh, a healed person is motivated or driven. They don't just want to, you know, have the monotony of the day. And there's sometimes we're doing life, you know, got bills, we all the way grown. There's certain things we have to do for the sake of doing them. We just do. Um, but you want to have someone that's driven or motivated by life. Sometimes a defeated or broken person, as I said probably previously, they just they just boring. I mean, they just want to sit and like let life pass them by. Okay. Um sometimes let me tell you this tea, uh, brothers. Let me tell you this tea. This is gonna be offensive to some of y'all wimpin. But <laughs> you got two women that's gone through the exact same thing, but one is healed and one is broken. One is healed, she's turned her her mission, she's turned her past, her pain and her into her mission and her ministry. You can tell she's whole. It's not where you've gone. One of our professors said, It's not what you've gone through, it's where you're going. You know, all the pains, all things that work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to our purpose. When a person is healed, they're kind, they're empathetic, they're not judgmental. Um, <laughs> they just have their, their stuff together. However, there's a certain type of woman who has made not the best choices in the men that she should date. I call these the Elizabeth Taylors of life. So this type of woman has had multiple men who has ran through her. And now she says, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I dated these guys and they weren't the best guys, but I'm going to try to date the nice guy. And so what they do is they expect a guy who, and, and I think men do this as well, but I, I see it more in women. A man has basically ran through these women, one crazy dude at the next dude at the next dude. She says, you know what? I think I'll try something different because my choices are not working. And now she hooks up with the, with the nice guy but the nice guy is not necessarily her type. What she really wants is a, the nice guy to fix everything that these other dudes did to her that wasn't right. So now you're broken, you're busted, you're disgusted, you're depressed, you're anxious, you have trust issues. Instead of saying, let God, let God heal me, let God heal me. She says, I'm going to get a, a nice guy who, who you know, maybe not my type, but he's that nice dude. And then everything that she has never been healed from, the nice guy gets. That's not fair. And I've had people, and I don't do a lot of couples counseling. People just be showing up. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's have our session. Like you know what I'm saying? You got to let me know first, okay? But... I've had times with, with couples on the verge of divorce, of divorce, right? The man uh, started dating this woman because she was needy and it, it played on his need for to caretake or fix. And uh, I get in the session. First thing I ask him, because you always got to go back before you go forward. And I say, hey, what made you guys connect? Because they're waiting to look, look we're, we're discerning what was that thing that we can take them back to if we if we have to. And he'll say, oh, she was, you know, this and that. And, and, and she was so kind of a... And then she'll say, well, I've gone through so much in my life and I had a bad childhood and he's such a nice guy and he treated me better than anyone's ever treated me. And that's it. 
Now, some of y'all be like, oh, that's so sweet. He just, no. No, it's not. She don't like him for him. She don't like you. She like you because you're nice and she wanted you to fix it. He ended up going through all kinds of changes and, and you know, current on. And, and she she gets bored. Because women like that who have an appetite for sin, they get bored. Some people like to do that's going to throw her up against the wall a couple times. So he's bored with the nice guy. Or he can't fix her because you're not supposed to fix people like that. God can. Just, you know, I said it for the woman at the well, God didn't send her, uh, Jesus to her, to, Jesus did, was not sent to her to be her sixth husband. He was not sent to her for that. He was sent to lead her to a relationship with God. That's it. That's all. All right. So deal with people that you discern. The Holy Spirit tells you that they are truly healed because a healed person uh, is only a high value person. They can contribute to your life in a meaningful way. But a broken person, a broken person doesn't even, sometimes a broken person, they're so broken, they don't even actually really like you like that. They just see you as an opportunity or as a resource. And that's sad, both men and women. Whew, someone that is respectful and responsible. Remember, you are not responsible for someone else's ha happiness or their healing. Again, responsible, someone that's financially responsible. I said in the last teaching, not that they have a high, like a A1 credit score, but they pay their own bills. And again, because you run the risk of, of running into people who are only there because, again, you are their resource. So um, you, they don't make you responsible. So even if, let's say, for example, uh, someone that's in that, that's healed, they continue to do things like go to, uh, go to personal development. They want to grow their business. They're going to grow the person. That's absent from you when you're there or whether you're not there. They're continuing to want to grow and evolve and become better. All right. So are they responsible and are they respectful? And again, you can discern how they treat other people is how they're going to treat you. If you're sitting in a restaurant and they're disrespecting the staff, you know, you're going to next in line. Don't, don't, ignore those little things right they're respectful to other people it just you just can't ignore it you want to connect with someone that you generally feel like they see you for you and you know because the holy spirit will tell you don't reveal everything uh, versus you feel like in your your highs and your lows your weaknesses and your proclivities they still see you for you and end up thinking less of you for being human and that happens too you remember again i counsel a bunch of leaders um i counsel business professionals and oftentimes people see us in such a way they don't think you can be human you know but someone who sees you in, in, in different areas your weaknesses your insecurities and they still want to be in your space for you okay not 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 that deep-seated neediness i'm talking about your humanity you don't have to be that superhero. You just have to be the best version of you. Okay? Someone who wants what you want. You know, and I told y'all before, we're not doing holding pattern relationships. Well, I'm not. So if you say, I want to get married, we need to have some, we need, when, when is this going to happen? Particularly when you get grown. Ain't no such thing as I'm 40 plus and I'm not ready. Or 30 plus at that, I'm not ready. You, you ready. <laughs> and if you're not, that's okay. Stay there up front. But if someone tells you up front, listen, I'm not, I'm I'm not interested in a relationship. We just be cool, we chilling. That person has told you what they want. So what let me tell you what women would do now. I'm not women will sit around and they'll still hang around, hang around you till the brother changes his mind. And that's how you end up getting guy. That's why I don't feel sorry. I'm like, he was he was lying to me. I was in a relationship with him for 10 years. He's like, no, he didn't. He told you up front. Now, as long as he told you up front. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're not doing holding pattern relationships. And I said before, people know. Okay, I don't do a whole pattern relationships, okay? 
you know, I don't do holding pattern relationships. I, you know, uh -uh. we, we, from the beginning, we're going to figure this thing out from the beginning. So, you know, okay. All right. <laughs> but if that person said, Hey, I'm just telling with you, I want you to be my girlfriend, my guy friend, or my boyfriend, but I ain't really trying to, uh, you know, I ain't really trying to get married. You know, they probably want to get married. They just don't want to marry you is what I said. And I, I, I mean, no bold about that. They don't want to marry you, but you know, they can chill with you, you know, and people will do that even, you know, but if they they have to want what you want, and if you say I want to get married, you don't hang around somebody until they change their mind, and they say if they have stated upfront what they don't or do want. Okay, healthy boundaries. All relationships have healthy boundaries, all of them. Now the difference between boundaries, and I already did a teaching on this, so if you uh, look through my timeline, uh, and I talk a whole lot about boundaries, but boundaries are not the same as walls. The Bible says, guard your heart for out of folks' issues like, no, you don't get uh, 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 my whole heart just like that. You don't get my heart, period. God has my heart. But uh, but boundaries are safe spaces. And as someone has proven themselves worthy, you can open up and disclose more and more of yourself. But there's healthy boundaries. If you go to the ocean, okay, God declared the ocean to only come up so far and then go back. Well, and that's called a healthy boundary. Not a wall. Wall, good, bad, or in between, no one gets in. A boundary is I know the, the the jewel of who I am in my heart and you can't just show up and, and get access to me like that. It's a healthy boundary. There's a wonderful book called Boundaries by a Christian psychologist, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud. And I can't think of the other person, but Dr. Henry Cloud, classic book. Everybody that's a Christian should read this book. Okay, it's called Boundaries, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud and, oh, Dr. Robert Telson. Christian psychologists and they talk about why Christians often don't have boundaries because there are some Christians who will teach you that boundaries are not necessary. I don't know why you got that theology. Uh, healthy boundaries is the key. This is why when you get married, you you don't you have you don't have to tell your husband. Or you should have to tell your husband. Listen, uh, I'm your wife, and you can't have another one. You understand? That's a healthy boundary. <laughs> That's a healthy boundary. And you have to identify, even when you start dating someone, what are your healthy boundaries? But also, how do you guys do relationships? How, how should you, you know what I'm saying? That little proclivities, what are your triggers? Um, How do you do relationships? How do we see the relationship? All those are communication boundaries uh, based upon uh, the, the individual person. Last few things here, then we'll be done for today. Okay, so Proverbs 19.14, New Living Translation. Make sure you read this. Write it down again, Proverbs 19.14. And it reads, Fathers give their sons an inheritance of houses and wealth, but only, say it again, only who? Only the Lord can give an understanding wife. Seek the Lord. Again, seek the Lord. I know I said it at the beginning. I'm saying it again at the end because we're living a different day of time, hunting, and people lie and people placate. And again, you can have a good person that's not your person. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. And it says, and what the Lord is going to give you, brothers, is an understanding wife. She understands what you do. She understands your proclivity. That's my Google. <laughs> she understands what it means. You do not become a wife when someone ident when someone asks you to marry them, you are in a wife in your single state, in your mentality, in your virtuousness, in your Proverbs 31, you are already a wife. When God awakens the man, okay, according to Genesis, he presents that man to him and that man is to pursue her, but but you are already a wife. You don't become a wife when someone just marries you. And again, we are, we're dating with the purpose of wifing, okay? All right? Or, or marriage. That's what, that, that's what this is for, okay? Dating with the intention of marriage. Okay, 
Uh, and so seek the Lord because the Lord can give you an understanding wife. But if you don't seek him, you'll get a nasty one or a egregious one. Or, or you may not get one at all. <laughs> okay. All right. And that, that's, 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 you know, that's a little hard, but I'm telling the truth. Okay. And the last thing I said, this is what, it, it, remember that uh, God has his hand on godly women. And God protects us. He really does. He hides us. It does not mean we haven't got burnt, got a burnt, but a woman who's healed and whole has found herself in God. And God has honestly taken on that of the father and the husband role. Okay. And so oftentimes I, when I, when I say that is I'm not telling you that you have to be God for a, for a woman. You don't have to be God for a woman, but also understand that a woman has found herself in her grace, in her space, in her identity. And God is a beautiful thing. God loves us so much. Sometimes he protects us from, from, from foolery he really does and so oftentimes i i've found that sometimes guys can see a woman she's highly uh educated she's beautiful she's amazing she's dressed nice her heart is pure and he can often sometimes not every guy okay but sometimes this type of guy can be intimidated by this type of woman because he thinks i cannot contribute to her life in any way that's why some of y'all get attracted or uh, start dating these needy and nasty women. Cause, cause you, you know what I'm saying? You think you're supposed to fix her and that's not the case. Remember when you see a woman that has herself together, God has sat down and, and, and prepared and developed this woman, uh, uh, in, in him, in him, through him, he's prepared and developed her so she can be a proper helpmate to you. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if you don't believe that, don't don't leave me in the comments. I'm just telling you. So if you see a woman has all these skills and talents, and which a lot of times too, because remember, women carry the favor of God. They really, really do. They carry favor with them, even in our single lives. We carry the favor. We know so much. We can do so much. We are we literally are a Proverbs 31 woman in our singleness. And so because we carry the favor of God, sometimes to the wrong person, to the wrong person, they can become intimidated by that because they see that I can't they think I cannot contribute anything to this woman's life. And it is not true. It's not that you're not needed. It's not that you're not wanted. It's not that you're not desired. It just means that God has been the person holding down the fort for us and developing us and preparing our hearts, and preparing our minds and even protecting us. For a Proverbs 31 woman who's still in her single stage, God is almost like the overprotective father for us. He really is. You can't hardly go in the way and do nothing. God be like, nope, 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 nope. He just be blocking people. <laughs> Throwing <them> back. <laughs> he really does. So don't be intimidated by that. Um, however, as a woman, it is not my responsibility to raise a grown man. Will not be doing that. It's not my responsibility. You have to see yourself in the light of how God sees you. And it's very difficult to do a relationship with anybody who does not have family, friends, who doesn't have a self-identity. So if you come across as you, you, you know, you, you just don't have confidence in yourself and you're not self-assured, you, you, you don't qualify. You understand what I'm saying? Too? Now, some women will put up with you, not me and not a lot of women who really had themselves together. We are not trying to raise no grown man boy. You understand? You have to be, if I'm a leader and I got to show up and show out, you got to be a leader and you got to show up and show out. Because like I said before, it doesn't matter how much a woman has accomplished, how many degrees she has, how many businesses she owns. She can have a million dollars in the bank. She can drive her favorite car. She could drive uh, her her dream home. Drive her, you, know, you get what I'm saying? Living her dream home, whatever. Every woman that is a real, true, child of true woman of God wants a man that can lead. They do. But you cannot sit here. And some guys are only attracted to women with low self-esteem. That's an issue. That's an issue with you. But you cannot um, expect to get a Proverbs 31 woman 
or Esther woman, but you have a mentality of a broken needy woman or you're entertaining Jezebels. So again, if you are that dude, now you got to be that dude because if, you know, if you're not that guy, we don't want you either. <laughs> God wants everybody. We just don't want you, okay? So if you are that guy, you know, you got yourself together. You don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to have it all together. You got yourself together. You show up. You're a person of integrity. You're a person of godly character. Uh, you know that you can, you are a leader. You understand what I'm saying? Don't be intimidated by someone else's or another woman's success and think that you cannot contribute to her life in something. We're not here to lead. We're here to help. Okay? We're here to help. And don't think you're not needed because this woman don't come across as broke, busted, and disgusted, and who's kind. I don't know why y'all do that. <laughs> see, you see these women out here, I mean, these women would be, I just had themselves together, and y'all be finding the one that's just a hot mess. What the hell? What the world? Anyway, that ain't that ain't my business. I'm mind my business. That ain't gonna mind my business. Now, that's all I got for today. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. The next week, we're gonna go back into our therapy point. We're talking about a lying spirit. A lying spirit. Why does God allow us sometimes to be led by a lying spirit? Okay, I'm prove this by scripture. And then we're gonna keep going and flowing. All right. Check me out, www.drsmarycobra.com. My training website, www.trainingchristianleaders.com. And then uh oh counseling www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com you must be North Carolina resident we'll be back another day another time another banger bye y'all